Welcome, everybody, once again to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Today's episode is a music edition of the podcast, continuing on the concert reviews of the last decade. We're winding down on the final, let's see here, it's the final two years. So we last left off at 2018. Can't believe time time just flew by so fast throughout this last decade when I look back and reflect on all the shows that I went to and everything that I was doing during that time. It's crazy. It's crazy how things uh how things happen and how things play out. Furthermore, let's just jump right into it. So last I left you with uh reviewing concerts in 2017 so 2018 had a very extensive list uh, needless to say this was my first time going to more club shows rather than the big you know amphitheaters and the big outdoor sheds so we start off this concert uh took place on thursday march the 1st 2018 at the scout bar uh that time I went to go see Fozzie. Now, I've seen Fozzie several times in the past. As you may know, the band led by professional wrestler Chris Jericho. I think the first couple times, the first time I saw them at Uproar Festival at the Woodlands and then twice at the House of Blues. The first time I think was with Saxon and then the second time opening for Slash. This time, however, they were headlining. Were they headlining this show? Actually, no, they weren't headlining the show. I want to say it was it was a handful of bands. No, you know what? Because I had, I had already seen them there, too, years prior, back in 2014. And I think then... Gosh, I can't... No, you know what? They were headlining the show because the last... The first time I saw them there, they were uh, lumped in between a lot of all these other bands. So this time they were finally doing a big, big show for a small club. Scout bar is pretty, pretty small. Your basic rock bar, very, very intimate, and I, I enjoy it. You know, I like getting there early. I haven't really been there too much. I've only been there those two times to see them. Uh, although they, ha- there have been a lot more. A lot more bands running through there, but you have places like Warehouse Live where almost everybody plays now. And, you know, the Rooftop Lounge where they were playing before. But, of course, Scout Bar, it's way out there. And uh, if you're headed down to NASA, it's literally maybe a few blocks from from NASA. It's on the right-hand side, I think. So, it's uh, that whole area has grown in the last maybe who I want to say last 20 years you know I used to go out there a lot when I was a when I was a kid and that's all there was really if you were heading down there just to go to NASA and that was it, that was it <laughs> you know and then of course I started working six years ago down there in Seabrook and that was my whole commute going down down NASA Road 1. 
So I already, you know, I, I learned the area pretty quick in those, uh, let's see, how long was I out there? In those three years that I was out there, uh, sometimes I look back and I do uh, do miss going out there. But at times, you know, I worked so hard to, to move on up and move on out of there. You know, for me to go back there, it's just it's just not in the in the works. So anyway, the show was the show was great. I, I can't remember the other bands that opened for Fozzie. I want to say it was jeez. Uh, it was like maybe two or three bands that came through. Uh, and this was on a Thursday too, so I can't remember if I was... No, you know what? Yeah, because I remember I used to work... I was working... I was working... I think Thursdays I used to work 6 to 2. Was it 6 to 2? No, it was seven to three, from seven a.m. to three p.m. I was working out there, and that would mean getting up at five in the morning. And then on the way home, I'd be, or by the time I get home, I'd be falling asleep because I was awake for so long. You know, my days were kind of screwed up. So that w- that would have meant I would have gotten out of there and come home, probably eat something fairly quick and then go back out there <laughs> but you know I made the, I made the trek it's no big deal if it's a band that I really want to go see I wouldn't be I wouldn't even bat an eye I'll just I'll just do it so you know the, the next concert that followed through was uh, let's see at the time I believe Fozzie was promoting a new album if I'm not mistaken I'd have to go back and look at the discography again, but the next one was, uh, you know, still took place in March. This was on, I believe this was Friday, March 23, 2018 at Toyota Center. My dad and I went to go see um, (laughs) Fozzie. My dad and I went to go see Bon Jovi at the Toyota Center. This is the very first time I've ever seen Bon Jovi performing live. And... This was a last-minute concert, too. I was not expecting to to go see this show. Maybe, I think I pulled the trigger that week, which from now on is what I'm doing with all these big shows that are like at Toyota Center or the Woodlands because, you know, I'm not really too, I'm not too keen on what Ticketmaster has been doing with all these, all these tick holding these tickets during the pandemic and all that, not offering refunds for to people. And, you know, I, I did notice that for myself because for for one club show that I had tickets for, those tickets got refunded right away. They didn't even hesitate. And the Ticketmaster ones that I had, that took a while to, to get the money back. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to decide from now on and make this decision. If I want to go to a, sh- a big show like that, I'll wait till that week of or maybe the day before or the day of. Because they end up knocking these prices down anyway. So what's the point in overspending for a ticket? But, you know, exactly what I did with Bon Jovi. And I did notice that there were still some seats left. And I said, you know what? Whatever we can get is fine. And what we ended up getting was more than enough. 
we actually had a really good view. If you've ever been, been to Toyota Center, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't like lower lower section. It was like right in the middle, but towards towards the side, not side side, but like the end corners. If that makes any sense. Uh, great view, great sound, no complaints whatsoever. A lot of people complain Bon Jovi's not the band they used to be, and et cetera, et cetera. They still play the hits, you know, and they also perform their new music that's going currently uh, that they're currently promoting. So, hats up to bon- John Bon Jovi, man. He's he's still out there. He's the only one of his era of MTV led bands that actually survived and was able to stay relevant throughout the '90s, throughout the 2000s, 2010s, and up up until 2020. So, I don't think my dad was a huge Bon Jovi fan. I know he he was he was around when they were coming up. Uh, and sure enough, of course, he knows all those songs, anyways. So it's a really again a really great show for last minute show too. I said, nah, this is this is gonna be uh, something else. So we ended up doing that, and we had a good time. The following month, on Sunday, April 29, 2018, we made the trek down to Sugarland, back to Sugarland, to the Smart Financial Center, my favorite venue for concerts of all time. At least here in Houston. Well, in the Houston area, you could say. And I've been waiting for this, uh, another first. This was Judas Priest with Saxon and... Black Star Riders, formerly Thin Lizzy. I've been waiting for this show for a really long time, and I know for my dad it meant a lot because he grew up listening to Judas Priest back in what they call the day. Uh, and I've been a fan as long as I've been a fan, I mean, 20 years plus. So this was on a Sunday, which, you know, I think I was, yeah, I was off Sundays and Mondays, so I, I, kind of got used to that schedule even to this day and Sundays still kind of screw me up knowing that I got to work Mondays because that never used to be the case so we ventured down to Sugarland and you know we had a great time it was a great view I think it was like upper balcony center like a center view great sound great visuals um the band was, on, you know, of course, opening band Black Star Riders. They used to be comprised of what was left of Thin Lizzy, which they ended up just changing the name and said, you know what, we're just going to change the name and do our own thing. Because it, it almost feels like we're just riding this, uh, you know, Thin Lizzy name just to attract people. And I, I get it. It makes sense. You know, it's not going to be... You know, an overnight sensation. I just feel that it makes a lot more sense if you know if you have different members in the band or key members change. Just change the name of the band. You know, it might not be that easy, but hey, it is what it is. Again, show was phenomenal. They were promoting the their latest album that was out at the time, Fire Firepower. Uh, great return to form for for Priest. Uh, keynote for this show their 
founding guitarist, uh, original member Glenn Tipton was um, made an appearance for for the encore songs. Now, such was the case was that you know this guy has been battling Parkinson's for a better part of maybe, geez, I want to say ten years now. He was diagnosed about ten years ago and. Sure enough, as it's been progressing, he finally came out and said, yeah, I've been dealing with this for a long time. I want to say it's been 10 years already. And as you may know, if you have any family members, relatives, or you know, you know anybody that suffers from Parkinson's disease, it's a terrible disease, and it, there's no cure, and it only gets worse as time goes by so it's it sucks but and I, I could see his guitar abilities diminishing which is also a, and not only that but you know mainly just daily living it just gets severely interrupted by this terrible disease so it was really cool to see him Probably might be the last time I ever see him live like that. I don't think, you know, I don't, if I'm being honest, it's, I wish I could see him again, but I don't want to see him in a state to where they have to prop him up and he's barely, you know, just going through the motions. It's just not something I want to see, but good for Priest for bringing him out and backing him up. Still, whatever fire he had left over in the tank, whatever fuel he had left over in the tank. So... If you've never listened to Judas Priest before, it's a tremendous catalog. You can go back and revisit it. Most of their 80s output is pretty good. And a lot of stuff that they've done recently, it's it's great. So, the following month, I've made a... I actually went to... No, had I already... I think I'm missing a show here. Hang on. Because I had seen... Let me see. I think I'm missing two shows. Maybe I already covered them. I cannot remember for the life of me. Because I know I saw Winger at Proof Rooftop Lounge. And who's the other guy? Steven Piercy from Rat. And if I'm missing them out, oh well. But, you know, I I went to so many shows at Proof Rooftop Lounge. Winger was the first back in February. And then Striper being the second one. This was on Thursday, May 31st, 2018. Again, you know, working 7 to 3, you know, having to go home, eat something. And then take an Uber to go to go to the Proof Rooftop Lounge and spend the rest of the night there. It was just uh, crazy times. Would I do that again? Probably not. Um, now that I'm I'm able to actually, you know, I just go in my car and just pay the parking that the venue has. It's usually not expensive. I know I've only done Warehouse Live for a couple times. It's just more convenient rather than to have to wait for an Uber and all that. I don't even drink, so really no point uh striper this was the first time ever seeing striper interestingly enough i'll cover it in the next episode i saw them 
a year to that day back at Warehouse. And this is a band I think I've seen already, what, three times? I was I was always very familiar with Striper since I was a kid. And ha- they were very notorious for the whole religion slash Christian aspect of it. Never really caught my attention because that's all I thought they were. But I was really missing on missing out on the music rather than just, you know, paying attention to the message that they're trying to send, which is, you know, it's good for people that, you know, like that. But I, I'm more I really like their music and their their tone, their sound. It's just something about it that's just really, really tight and heavy. And the guys are great. It's this last time that I saw them, I got to do a meet and greet with them for the first time. And they're just really, really nice guys. And again, this was the first time seeing them there, seeing the band, of course. And again, yeah, I already I knew of a few key striper songs and I like to go through their entire catalog leading up to the show. That's usually kind of like my pre-show ritual leading up to a concert during that week. I'll just listen to nothing but that just to, you know, just to absorb it all over again. <laughs> By the time I get there, it's like, oh yeah, this is it. It's just it's just a, a weird, odd feeling that I get when I'm at a show. It's like, damn, I'm here. They're playing my favorite songs. It, it's crazy. So it's funny how this takes a turn, a complete turn. You go from, I go from seeing Striper, who's, you know, 100% on the, the God side of things to going to see Slayer <laughs> the following month at back in Sugarland, Smart Financial Center. Now this one I went to uh, by myself, of course. This was a uh, none of these bands. You know, my parents are not into this, or my brother to an extent. This was a great billing because it had a lot of bands that I was going to be seeing for the first time too. So it was Slayer, Lamb of God, co-headlining with uh, Behemoth, Anthrax, and Testament opening. I think I got there by the time testing Testament, excuse me, Testament had already opened. They were maybe a few songs in already because on the way to the show again, this was on a Sunday. On the way to the show, there was a huge, uh, not huge, but there were like a, there was like a lot of thunderstorms in the area, in the Houston area, and then coming to find out, I was heading into the thunderstorm. <laughs> That was in that area. And by goodness, when I tell you it poured, it poured because I could not see anything going to Sugarland. And by the time I got there, I couldn't even get out of my car. So I waited it out for maybe a handful of minutes before it dried out. And I was like, man, I'm glad I waited because a lot of people got wet and going into that cold, it's a bad combination. Slayer, I'd seen a bunch of times already, you know, first time at Bayou Music Center, front row, second time at the Houston Open Air. You get what you get with Slayer. There's no speeches that they give, no talking in between songs, no backing vocals, no backing tracks, none of that. It's just, it just pummels you right in the face. 
not sure how many of you are into, into Slayer, but uh, that was a key component in high school for me when I was busy discovering all the 80s bands, you know, the, the MTV led era bands. I don't want to say hair bands because it's just too too specific, but making that transition to discovering all these thrash bands, I was like, man, this is just something else. <laughs> Don't really love it per se, but it's just a handful of bands that I do enjoy listening to. You know, Slayer. I've never seen Anthrax before. I missed out on them at open air. I've never seen Testament before. And they've rolled through a bunch of times. It's just every time they come they would come through, I was always in school. And I didn't have any money. So again, it and they, they deemed it their quote-unquote final tour, farewell tour card, and they haven't toured since. They just kept extending the hell out of that uh that tour because I guess the demand was there. And I'm sitting there just headbanging in my seat. <laughs> Overall, a great uh, great quality show. I'm back at Proof Rooftop Lounge uh, the following month. Actually, no, June. The huge gap in between. So from June to August the 2nd, 2018. On on another Thursday, there's there's a theme to this. They seem to have been pulling through a lot of Thursdays for these shows. This would have been... This would have been the first time seeing... uh, Ingve Malmsteen live. For many of you that might not know, and excuse me for a second while I go get the something real quick. Just hang tight. Talk amongst yourselves. Whatever it is you gotta do. While I go grab this, because my mouth is getting dry. I feel like I need to drink something. So. I should have been more prepared, but hey, that's the beauty of this show. Where was I? Malmsteen. Okay. So Malmsteen. If you don't know who Ingve Malmsteen is, uh, look him up on Wikipedia. Preferably look him up on YouTube. I mean, this man is the the most uh, eccentric uh, Swedish virtuoso guitar player that there can never exist i mean this man pulls no punches he pulls out all the stops i mean his his playing is just he just blazes through that fretboard and not only that what's interesting about ingve is that he plays a fender stratocaster that has the the the, the fretboard uh, the frets are scalloped which is so strange for for a guitar because it has a, it adds a different uh, feel to it. And when he's playing in the style that he plays, you know, he's just you know, if you ever heard more in the vein of something that's like neoclassical like way back to like, you know, Bach and Paganini and all those guys and my god, this this man puts on a show just for it to be him. You know, he's kicking guitar picks into the crowd and swinging his guitar back and forth. 
giving his tech a hard time. I mean, this man has, he's very notorious for being a, an, having been an, a, what people consider an a-hole, but he's really a nice guy. It's just, you know, that's just him. There's nobody else other than him. He doesn't apologize for anything. He does what he does, and that's why he's successful. I mean, this this man, this guy's story dates back to when he was 17. At 17, he was already playing the way he, you know, the way he was playing in the clubs. And he was just, I remember reading or listening to a story about how they were, he sent the tape over to this guy, this guy named Mike Varney. He used to own a Shrapnel Records, which was a record company aimed towards uh, more guitar-based players, artists, uh, blues, uh, all the shred guys, you know, Paul Gilbert, Richie Kotzen, Vinnie Moore, the list goes on and on. And he sent the tape over to this guy, and, you know, he was already playing like that, that just to to have that, that amount of talent is just insane. He was already... People would be walking down the street and they would see lines coming out of these clubs trying to get in to see him at 17 years old. I think he played in Alcatraz at one point before he did his first solo run. I think what was the first album that came out like in 1984 was when the whole shred guitar explosion was coming through. I started playing when I was 16. I didn't, I, I didn't even play like that. I'm too busy trying to figure out what what's what. And this, this dude's already filling out clubs. Just blazing through. It's insane. And his approach is just amazing. He, he didn't look up to your... Maybe probably the only guy he looked up to was uh, Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple or like Hendrix. But his style was never based on those guys. You know, he was looking more towards like Paganini and all those classical music artists from way back then. Nobody was doing that. And I think that's what set him apart from all the rest of the Eddie Van Halen clones, which I like to call them because that's what they were. Everybody was trying to be Van Halen. And you get lost in the mix when you're too busy trying to copy someone else. Instead of, you know, just being yourself, unique, and trying to find your own sound, your own style. For a while, you know, I really got into it. I said, you know what, let me just try to see if I can play like this. And with with guitar, my my approach has always been, you know, I never... I don't have any aspirations to be in a blazing lead guitar player. I'm, I've always been more interested in being the, the best rhythm player. I feel that that's lacking a lot with, with guitar players. And when they start doing these lessons, I hear stories all the time where people tell me, you know, the talent's there, but when it comes to playing a rhythm track, they just don't know what to do. And I say, how can that be? That's impossible. But that's just the reality. I feel that, you know, you gotta, to me, I've always, you know, having drums being the primary instrument for a while for me, I've always been attracted to, to the rhythm part of a song, whether it's the drum parts, the bass guitar parts, or the rhythm guitar parts, even the layering with the keyboards and stuff like that. So again, 
Malmsteen uh, saw him tw- another another time after that, which I'll cover in in the next episode. And I'm actually gonna go s- see him again back in uh, back in in July, at the end of July, I believe, back at Warehouse Live. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, we're almost done here. So the next second to last show that I went to go see in 2018 was on Saturday, September the 1st, 2018 at Toyota Center. The first of two nights. I wish I could have gone the second night, but it was on a Monday night. So we went Friday night. My family and I went to go see Journey and Def Leppard co-headlining at the Toyota Center. Def Leppard I've seen multiple times already, so I always knew what I was going to get with Def Leppard. It's never a bad show. And my parents liked the music, especially my dad, you know, huge Def Leppard fan. My brother, same thing, you know, myself. Uh, Another great view for this show, I kind of got those tickets, you know, as fast as I could because it was two nights and I was thinking, man, maybe I could go to the second night, but it was just too much in between. And you know we score. I scored some good tickets and went to the show. My first time actually seeing Journey, which is crazy. So you know, again, my dad being a huge Journey fan from back then, my brother and myself. Um, sans uh, Steve Perry, no Steve Perry in the band. If you haven't followed Journey in the last uh, maybe twenty, thirty years or so. They've had a, a different. Uh, they've had a different amount of singers in the band. I think one of them being Jeff Scott Soto, Steve Jerry, and currently Arnel Pineda, who was discovered by the band through YouTube. Believe it or not, singing karaoke to some Journey songs. Uh, you know, it, it, it's really telling because. Again, I had never seen these guys before, and guy sounds just like Steve Perry, and they're still filling out arenas and amphitheaters, so people that say it's not the same without Steve Perry, of course it's not going to be the same. There's only one Steve Perry. But like he stated in multiple interviews, you know, he's not going to go out there and make a fool out of himself if he can't sing certain notes anymore, certain songs. Because... Look, the man's 70 years old already, I think. We're not Nobody's getting any younger. And singing, you know, I'm not a singer, but from what I've read and from what I've heard, it's not, it's not easy being out on tour, being a singer. You have to preserve your voice. You have to keep up with it. You can't just be out and about just, you know, drinking and drugging, thinking you're going to have a really good show. And his voice, my God, it was just golden but you still it, it was as close to the the classic lineup of journey as it was going to get you had jonathan kane on piano who i met uh months prior at cactus do at a book signing really nice guy you had ross valerie on bass guitar steve smith the great steve smith on drums and neil Sean. The constant member on guitar. Monster guitar player. Watch his 
Instagram videos every day that he he posts almost a a clip every day, a short clip of him just improvising. So it's as close as it's gonna get, and I don't complain none about that. I pick and choose what I want to go see, and I don't you know put it out there for anybody. I'm not gonna sit here and complain or you know post on social media that blah blah you know just whine and bitch and moan even on this show too it's it's not the same but I'm like look man I'm gonna take what I can get I'll make that decision for myself you know you same thing say say a lot of the same for a lot of these artists out there today it all sounds the same it this this and that I'm like I'm just not gonna go see it man I'm just not gonna pay attention there's plenty of stuff I wanna see still. So, the last uh, show of 2018, and this was um, what I think, what I would consider probably this artist's last show ever, was Ozzy Osbourne. And this was the first time going to the Woodlands in, I don't know how long. We hadn't been back there, maybe about a year? I think so. Maybe more. I can't remember. I've seen Black Sabbath twice. Once at the Woodlands and the next time at Toyota Center. And this time it was Ozzy Osbourne solo. With his own band. As you may know, Ozzy had a great career after being fired from Black Sabbath in 1979. You know, Ozzy... Who doesn't know Ozzy? He's just a, he's just a, quite the character. And I remember, man, that day I was so busy. It was a Friday. I, I was working, too. And I was so busy just running around and trying to get things done. And finally, I, I went with my brother and my dad to the show. And making the trek out there to the woodlands. Jeez. I don't miss driving up there. But if it's for a show, whatever. <laughs> it's just too far. But anywho, uh, Ozzy was uh, primarily a greatest hits, if you can say. Shortly after that, it just came a, a, a wide range of health issues for the guy. I mean, he's in his seventies already. It's not he's not a, a young buck. Been around a block for 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 a bit. As you may know, Ozzy back in in the day uh, abused a lot, a lot of drug abuse, a lot of alcohol abuse. Had a lot of close calls, and people wonder, you know, people ask, like, "Damn, he's it's a miracle he's still alive." Well, it's just so weird that he went through all that, but in the end, he's paying for it health wise and you know it's the thing I always bring up you know it's going to catch up to you one way or the other someday and in his case it's just you know it started I think after this tour he had to we we caught him just in time because they had to reschedule and postpone a few shows because he had contracted a a staph infection I think on his thumb and of course, I think after shortly after that, he was dealing with. Uh, I want to say he got the flu, 
and then he got pneumonia or maybe the other way around and then he recovered after that and then this and then he falls down uh as uh, as he's making his way to the bathroom in his house cuz it was too dark and as he fell down you know he re-injured his neck which back in like 2003 he he was involved in an ATV accident where they had to you know operate on his neck and so he fell I think that got re-injured he had, they had to go in and rescrew some parts or something <laughs> um so he they made the decision to postpone everything to a year later from 2019 to 2020 sure enough the pandemic rolls through they push back another year I think the dates have now been pushed back up to 2022. <laughs> sure enough, uh, while they're while all this is going on, Ozzy is diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease, a mild form of Parkinson's. We just, I was just talking about this earlier today, and you know, there's times where I think the first interview when he came out saying he had Parkinson's, he looked he looked pretty in pretty rough shape. He looked like an old man. And in a couple episodes I've seen of they they have like this these ghost uh, stories uh, show whatever they call not ghost stories but ghost like sighting paranormal sightings and whatnot on I think it's the Travel Channel with his son and his wife and there's times where I've seen him and he's not really all there I've heard him on the radio show with Billy Morrison on SiriusXM and he's pretty upbeat. Um, again, it's really hard to tell with this disease. He was set to go to Switzerland to get some type of treatment done where they kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know if this, if it's shock or they kind of boost your immune system, uh, just to be able to control this thing. Because again, this is not, there's no cure for this. And, and you know, these Top-level artists, you know, top-level musicians. If they were smart and they're still out there touring to this day and, you know, they're still banking, of course they have money saved up. They're going to get the best treatment they can ever get for as long as they can. If there's no cure for this thing, you know, they're going to make sure their way of their way of life, you know, is as comfortable as they can get. And that's why I stress to, you know, Older people, younger people, anybody, take care of yourself. Because you start falling into things like this. I mean, just look at them. One thing after another. And it was almost like, okay, what's next? <laughs> he was freaking out about COVID too, so he got his vaccines and you know all that nonsense. Uh, I don't say nonsense, but all that, all that stuff we went through. Uh, but yeah, it's just take care of yourself it's you know this life is only even we only get to do this one time so we want to be around for as long as we can so take care of yourself stay on top of your your checkups you know if something hurts address it <laughs> there's no shame in anything really i'm always you know i'm always like i've said before on top of everything whether it's a sore throat like i'm dealing with now which I probably should stop talking. <laughs> um, annual physicals, uh, blood work, you name it. 
allergies, whatever it is, you know your your body more than anybody else and your health background too. So don't take anything for granted because like these guys, you know, I always say go see them because you're never going to, you don't know when they're going to come back. Happened with Van Halen, happened with Rush. Eddie and Neil respectively passed away, unfortunately. But I look back with no regret because I was able to see the guys I grew up listening to live. It's no better feeling in the world. It sucks that they're gone, but that's just life. You can't, it's out of your control. So another fun show, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, what else can I say about that, man? <laughs> like my friend always says, it's going to be a really, really sad day when he's gone. And, you know, I don't want to get into that, but, you know, it, they'll come eventually. But, you know, as long as he's here, you know, I, I want to continue seeing him, seeing him around. So even if he's not performing, the fact that he's still around, you know, it's pretty cool. So that concludes today's uh, music edition for the podcast. We're down to two shows. Two shows, two years. Which I think I might combine uh I might combine 2020 with 2019 because 2020 only has one show. So we're really just down to one show. Can you believe it? I can. And after that, and I got, I got a huge uh, itinerary of things planned out for the show. So if you guys enjoy listening to the Hangout Podcast, you can always revisit older episodes. Anything you've missed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, just search the Hangout Podcast with Juan Hernandez. If you have trouble finding the show, please let me know. I can always redirect you to the proper links. If you... If gaming is uh, something that you like to do, uh, follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Juan underscore A underscore Hernandez 91 for a slew of laugh out loud uh, entertainment that we do in our little gaming world believe it or not the fun we have just with our little squad is just pure insanity which I don't get how we get wins but you know the teamwork is just it just comes through towards the end so I'm, pr I'm probably gonna we're gonna start reincorporating that into the show as well um, more on that to come you can follow me on Twitter at Juan underscore A underscore H. You're going to have to excuse the noise in the background. God, these firefighters. You know, I'm trying to record a podcast here and they're over here honking their, honking their horn. I get it. I get it. That's where I'm the most, uh, Twitter's where I'm the most active. And, uh, yeah. Like I've said, you know, Hope you guys enjoy the episode. I'm feeling a little more upbeat today. I've hit, been battling with a bout of, I think, I, I want to say it was congestion and chest cold combination that came after my wisdom teeth surgery. So, um, you know, just going to try to rest as much as I can before the work week starts again. 
and you know finish my medication short medication treatment and we'll be back and running before you know it <laughs> no time off here even on my days off you know I'm like today weekend I'm recording new episodes for the show so hey the grind never stops so thanks again guys for tuning in to another episode of the hangout podcast I'll see you next week <laughs>